Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your host, Z. Thanks for joining me this evening, man. I had to drop in, record this podcast as the NBA free agency is in hot order, live and well. And the news just broke a couple hours ago that the long-anticipated wait on where LeBron James will sign is now over. But before we get into that, I'm going to talk about some of the other deals. Nah, I'm just playing, of course. Nah, we're going to, of course, jump right into LeBron James, man. And, of course, it's announced. We all know by now, by the time you hear this podcast, that he has agreed to sign with the Lakers. It's going to be a a four-year deal, $153 million on the deal, a huge shock to to everybody involved from the standpoint that uh, it broke last night that Paul George was going to be signing with uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, that he was going to stay in Oklahoma City, and he inked a four-year, $137 million deal. And, of course, we still have the Kawhi Leonard uh, saga going on and where he's going to end up playing. So LeBron was able to ink this deal without even real, uh, knowing if any of the major stars was coming as, as far as a Kawhi Leonard or even Paul George was concerned. And the, the, the multiple reports have said that, you know, the Philly meeting had leaked out. Um, I forget what the other team was on the radio. Oh, the Cleveland meeting had linked out. But that the Lakers, they kept everything under wraps. And while all that was going on, while Rich Paul was taking meetings with these other um, teams, which is LeBron's agent, uh, Magic Johnson was at LeBron's house last night closing the deal. So it shows that LeBron believed in the Lakers' plan. Um, It might shake out where – they might not add a max player this year. Obviously, we still have some time to go. Um, free agency isn't over. It just started this weekend, so it remains to be seen how it all might shake out. But as it stands right now, the Lakers will be coming back with, of course, LeBron James. They're holding on to Ingram right now, Kuzma, uh, Ball, and then uh, Catavius Caldwell-Pope signed another one-year deal. I want to say it's worth an estimate of – pull it up real quick – $12 million to stay in L.A., and they still have Brooke Lopez, and they haven't been able to unload Luau Dang's bad contract from the summer of 2016. So it shakes out that LeBron is is sticking with a commitment. This is the longest contract he signed since 2010 since he agreed to join the Miami Heat and go down there and team up with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. So it might be one of those situations, let's say hypothetically, that the Spurs are not able to trade Kawhi because they – can't get a team to to deal the terms as far as um, Kawhi stating that he wants to end up in L.A., that basically that they trade for him is going to be a one-year rental, which would make any team um, gun-shy to do a deal, especially Boston Celtics. Man, if if, if you can't – Danny Ainge is not somebody who 
kind of quote unquote flies by the seat of his pants. Everything they've been doing there in Boston has been well thought out, very methodical. And he's not the type that's going to, in my opinion, that's going to think he can convince Kawhi to stay after a year. He wants guarantees, especially when you have the kind of young talent that they have on that roster. So if there's no guarantee that Kawhi is going to stay long term, then why would you give up a Jalen Brown, who's the name that keeps coming up a lot? It just doesn't make sense. So it might be a situation where, hey, Kawhi might have to come back and play for the Spurs next year. Or, worst case scenario, if he's really you know, firm on his stance of not wanting to play in San Antonio, hell, he might even have to sit out the year. But usually in situations like that, some team always steps up to the plate and makes the deal thinking that, you know, it's worth the gamble. Maybe they're close to winning a championship. Or maybe in like OKC's situation, they stepped up and still pulled the trigger on the Paul George deal when everybody thought that this coming summer, you know, going into last season, it was a far-gone conclusion that, Wherever Paul George ended up playing, where it was Indiana, whether it was now, you know, OKC, that he was going to do the one-year thing and leave. But you got to give Oklahoma City credit because from day one, they was convinced on trying to convince Paul George to stay in Oklahoma City. You know, even when their Thunder was struggling, they easily could have dealt him and tried to get some picks to kind of salvage that situation, but they stuck to their guns. They didn't take any calls on Paul George, and for them, it did work out so you might have some team looking around and say, hey, if they were able to pull that off, then we might be able to pull it off with Kawhi. But back to LeBron, you know, it shows that the Lakers have some kind of plan in place that he was able to, to ink the deal. Again, I always say with these guys, I commend them. They are, you know, businessmen, they're brands. LeBron's moving his production company in L.A. It was already leaked that his oldest son is going to be going to school out there. They have the two homes out there in L.A. He really likes living in L.A. He likes the life out there. So, for all this all around, I know the family's happy and pleased because the the information that was coming out from multiple reports that the family wasn't even big on him returning back to Cleveland. You know, they wanted to stay in Miami, but LeBron felt like that was something he had to do for his hometown state. And I stay state because Cleveland is not a city. We get that confused a lot. He's from the region. Don't get it twisted. But he's from Akron. That's his hometown. But he felt like he wanted to deliver the city of Cleveland, the state of Ohio, his hometown area championship. And now that that's been fulfilled, been fulfilled, he's now seeing that he wants to go somewhere else and kind of finish out his legacy, which I think L.A. is the perfect stop. He's not the first person, obviously, great to demand a trade. The first one to demand a trade out of their situation and go to L.A., of course, was Will Chamberlain. Shaquille O'Neal did the same thing. And it's just one of those organizations that, even though it has lost its luster uh, recently, that was one of the reasons why hiring Magic Johnson was a huge deal. Take a sip of my water real quick, excuse me. But more importantly, it also shows, too, that LeBron has as much cachet, as much uh, appeal and personality that Magic brings, you still have to have the meat and potatoes behind the scenes when it comes to punching the numbers. So, you know, I don't know who else besides uh, Rob Palenka, who's the general manager, but I'm going to give him some credit because you still got to show that you are you got some kind of plan laid out. You got to have the head coach in, in, on board, like a Luke Walton. And, you know, it was a lot of questions surrounding even Rob Palenka. Very successful as an agent. Um, you, know, you know, famously he was part of those Michigan teams, the Fab Five teams, came out with a sports agent. I know he represented, I think at one point in time, Chicago's very young Quentin Richardson, a handheld of other 
top players. I don't have the list in front of me, but it was questions where was, you know, how was he going to be as a GM? We know he was really good. We knew he was accomplished as an agent, but how was he going to be as a GM? And it shows that, you know, LeBron was able to see with Magic, with Palenka, with the organization over there. It looks like Jeannie Buss has finally really kind of grabbed the reins over there from one of their brothers, and it's not going to be a, a sideshow anymore ever since the, the their father died, the late uh, Dr. Dr. Buss. So, um wasn't really surprised that LeBron ended up in L.A. I thought if he didn't come back to Cleveland, I thought L.A. was the thing that made sense. But like everybody else, I'm definitely surprised that um, he didn't at least wait for another superstar to sign first, that he wanted to get this uh, decision out quickly. Multiple reports had that, that he wasn't going to drag this out. He kind of wanted to sit down with his family, his trusted advisors, his agent, kind of see where they were feeling, where they was going, take a couple meetings, and then he was going to make his decision. That's what he did. So with that being said, you know, it's going to be exciting to see are the Lakers in, in, in the room to make any more deals. Uh, we'll we'll soon find out. But as I stated before, um, we've gotten off to the fast start. It was announced last night, I already mentioned that, Paul George decided to stay in OKC, which I was shocked at. And not so much because of the money. I just personally – didn't know how much he really played like playing with Russell Westbrook. I don't have the inside track like that, but it was, you know, people said that, hey, he had a really great friendship with Russ. He enjoyed playing with Russ, that it was kind of hard at the beginning because, I mean, let's be honest, you know, Russ is a very dynamic player, very dynamic personality. I know I'm kind of hard on Russ at this position, but not because of his talent. I just feel like he needs to kind of just transition to thinking the game a little bit more, but that's neither here nor there. And even with the Carmelo situation, you know, opting back into his contract, now they're looking at they re-signed Jeremy Grant, but they're still looking like they might have to pay, you know, the luxury tax this year. And then, you know, that team lost to Utah in the first round. And remember, Utah didn't even have their starting point guard and Ricky Rubio. And granted, Donovan Mitchell, the rookie, had an incredible series, but Utah wasn't even firing at all cylinders and they weren't able to get out the first round. But I did say this when people would ask me what I think. You know, to, to leave $40 million on the table, like, I don't care who you are, um, it's tough. And to be honest, we've just never seen anybody leave that kind of money on the table. And regardless if you're going to another situation where there's no state tax, another, I mean, $40 million is $40 million. There's maybe a handful of people in the league, not even a handful, probably Durant, Curry, LeBron who could possibly make that up in, in endorsements. But again, still, I can't stop saying this. $40 million is $40 million. And I'm not saying that money is everything. You know, I applaud a man or a woman that can stand by their principles. And if you feel like a situation is really not for you and you feel like it's toxic, you know, then maybe you need to go on and play somewhere else. That's why I support Kawhi in this. Like, if he really does not want to play for San Antonio, to hell with the Supermax. If you really don't want to play for an organization, then go ahead and move around because – don't get me wrong, 219, 220, I forget what he would be eligible for. It's a lot of money, but shoot, 180 million ain't nothing to sneeze at either. So, you know, sometimes it's about your, your happiness. But Paul George looked around, saw the landscape, and decided to go ahead and commit to the um to the Thunder and resign. So you got him locked up long term, you got Westbrook locked up long term. Um, they signed Jeremy Grant. Now they gotta fill out the rest of their roster and you know, I'm excited to see how that works out. But again, you know, we can get into that another time, but it's going to be a lot of questions about what's their bench going to look like 
what's Melo's role going to be. But as of right now, they were able to sign Jeremy Grant to a three-year, $27 million, $27 million deal, and Paul George, four years, $137 million. Um, Kevin Durant also agreed in principle to a two-year deal worth $61.5 million. So he's going to make the max each year, but there's supposed to be a player option on the second year. So technically, he could be a free agent again after this season. And I, again, I can't state this enough, man. I applaud these guys, man, for using their power, for keeping the, their foot, their proverbial foot on the throat of these organizations holding them accountable that, hey, if we don't like the way it's run, we're just going to take our talent somewhere else because at the end of the day, nobody comes to see ownership play. Nobody comes to see the uh, the coaches play. You come to see the players. So the, I'm glad that these players are exercising their power. Kevin Durant wanted to keep his options open. Um, Chris Paul went on and stayed with Houston. He agreed to a four-year, $160 million contract. Um, you're obviously playing, paying for the front end of the contract because it's like we know it's going to be a bad deal when he t he's age 37 at the back end of the deal. He's 33 now, but Houston's window is open wide. And one thing about sports and one thing about life in general, nothing's promised. And when you have opportunities, you got to take advantage of it. The Rockets feel like they were an injury away, his hamstring injury away from getting past the Warriors and getting to the finals and possibly winning a championship this year. And rightfully so for them to feel that way. They play well against Golden State. I mean, they play really well, and they feel like they can beat this team. And even though they do lose um, Trevor Ariza to, I want to say, let me pull it back up. I want to say he signed with um, the New Orleans Pelicans for $15 million. Um, to get Paul back in the camp is great news. Now they got to focus on... Oh, my, no, Ariza signed a one-year $15 million deal with the Phoenix Suns. I'm sorry, pardon me, Phoenix Suns. So now they're focused on, obviously, that you want to lock Capella in so you can have your core of the team going forward. They were also able to uh, ink um, I'm blanking. Gerald Green on a contract, so you got a nice, solid bench player. You still have P.J. Tucker. You still have Eric Gordon. Um, you have James Harden, obviously. So you try to get Capella and CP3 taken care of and now bring back your team and be a straight, uh, a strong contender going into next season again for the Houston Rockets. Um, just kind of any other big deals, just trying to scroll through real quick. Oh, DeAndre Jordan, one-year deal with the Mavericks. So now we come full circle after Blake Griffin was holding him hostage inside <laughs> His house, uh, DeAndre Jordan, comes back, agrees to sign a deal uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. And Dallas, you know, they kind of still on a rebuild, so they didn't lock themselves into anything long-term, but they were able to get the center they want. So now you add him with with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic, who they drafted this year. Dirk is still there. You still have Harrison Barnes. They also were able to ink a backup um, center uh, measury um, to a contract. So uh, like what Dallas did with DeAndre, gives them some flexibility, but also helps them to be more competitive this year and then also leaves some openness because everybody is looking for that um, next year when that big batch of free agents come um, come out in 2019. Um, some cap space will be, will be um, available because teams had really no cap space this year. And that was the interesting thing. They had no cap space because a lot of them did all that splurging on bad contracts in 2016. You know, the famous deals like Luau Dang, 
um, Timothy Mozgov. They was just handing out, you know, the Palm Leafs getting, one of the Palm Leafs getting a bunch of money, just hanging, handing out buku amounts of money. And um, the cap for this season, it was just released, is only going to be about $1.8 million with the luxury tax ceiling at $123 million. So the cap went up just a little bit, but not a lot. Um, Non-taxpayer taxpayer team. So if you're not going to pay the luxury tax, you get about $8.6 million at the mid-level exception to sign a veteran. Taxpayer teams is going to get about $5.3 million. And anybody who's under the cap, they're going to have about $4.5 million um, to sign a veteran player. And that number, looking at it, $5.3 million is also kind of huge for Golden State because they might be able to now sign a Jamal Crawford. It's talks of Dwight Howard having interest in Golden State going there as well. Um, so a team like uh, Golden State is going to be interesting to see how they use uh, their mid-level exception this year. But the cap has been set. Not a huge salary cap. And again, you know, a lot of these teams don't have money. Um, we still let, yet to see deals for, for Marcus Smart. He's a free agent out there. Um, but we had a bunch of another big deal, and now I'm going to get to the smaller deals, was uh, Denver was obviously able to hand, uh, hold on to Jokic. He signed the full max, five years, $148 million deal. There's no options or anything on that. So they got their anchor, their franchise player signed, and then they were also able to agree in principle to a four-year, $54 million deal for Will Barton. So now going into next season, you have Will Barton, you have Jokic, you have Millsap, you have Gary Harris, you have uh, Jamal Murray. And I was talking with my wife. I thought that Denver Nuggets would be a team that LeBron, I know he probably would never go there, but I thought on paper that's a decent team with a lot of parts, a lot of pieces. And I thought him and Jokic should make a very, very potent one-two punch. You add Millsap out there who can still score veteran leadership. Um, you still have some, you don't know what they're going to do with Fareed. You don't know what they're going to do with Wilson Chandler, but – I thought that was a spot that um, he might consider. Uh, Doug McDermott signed a three-year deal, $22 million with the Pacers. Good, solid signing for them. Um, still haven't reached his ceiling yet, but a good, solid pro. Um, Rudy Gay staying in San Antonio one year, $10 million. Um, just kind of scrolling through here. Ed Davis going to Brooklyn on a one-year deal, $4.4 million. Derrick Rose is trying to finalize a one-year deal. Bellinelli, Marco Bellinelli going to the Spurs, two years, $12 million. This was a nice signing for the Celtics. They were able to keep their center, their um, rebounder, great defender, Aaron Baines, to a two-year, $11 million deal. That was a really good pickup for them. Um, Toronto, able to head, hold on to Fred Van Vliet, two years, $18 million. That's a great deal for them. I also liked what Detroit did. They were able to get Glenn Robinson III, who was very coveted around the league. His... His issue has been he has had a couple bad injuries and just playing time and being able to get the minutes. And I think in Detroit, with them not having any players like that outside of Reggie Jackson, of course, Drummond and Blake, you kind of don't know. That's a nice piece, a nice solid contract for them that maybe can turn into something big for them. Um, Mario Hazona, who was the fifth pick um, over Orlando. Um, trying to see what draft he came out real quick. Um That's not going to pull it up real quick. Let's see. But Orlando has obviously added, you know, to move on. A lot of upside supposedly with him. He was supposed to be this athletic guy coming out of Europe. Really hasn't 
done much in, in Orlando. Maybe this will help him get his career on track moving to uh, New York. Uh, rumors and reports that said that the New York Knicks coach David Fisdale was very interested in her zona, so they inked him to a one-year $6.5 million deal. And last but not least, Aaron Gordon, who was rumored to possibly be somebody that the Lakers was looking at, he decided to go on and ink a four-year $84 million deal with the Orlando Magic. So the theme that we're seeing this year, again, because of the cap, because of the bad contracts that were given out, you're going to see a lot of these one-year, two-year deals, um, teams not wanting to lock themselves into long-term. They want to have space for the free agents coming out in 2019. Again, Durant is going to be headlining that as he has a player option. Um, they also are probably going to front-load some of those contracts, especially the first year, so they don't lock themselves up into those second years. So we're seeing a lot of fluidity in the league. We're seeing uh, the difference in contracts, but we're also kind of going back to the old way. So LeBron, he's inking a, a four-year deal, so a little bit more long-term instead of the one-year deals he's been doing. Chris Paul, obviously because of age and injuries and health concerns, he did the long-term deal. It was talks of maybe George doing a short-term deal or something, but he did the long-term deal. The only one of any substance that a superstar that took the short-term deal was Kevin Durant. So... Um, just had to drop in real quick, wanted to weigh in on the LeBron James. I know they're excited out there in L.A. The Lakers are back, and rightfully so. Um, we're going to just have to wait and see how the rest of it plays out, who they add to the team. Um, don't forget, NBA fans, the NBA Summer League gets started tomorrow, so I'm going to be watching some of the young players throughout the Summer League and then come back. I might pop back in if we have any more um, big headlines or any – you know, breaking news or anything I feel like might be worth talking because obviously we still don't know what's going on with the Kawhi saga. Um, obviously, the Spurs would love to do something with Philly, definitely with Boston. They said they don't want to trade them to the Western Conference, but I, I find I get why they don't want to. Obviously, you don't want to trade your best player within conference, but also if you eliminate one conference, you eliminate you know, take half your options off the table. Like, it just don't make sense to me. At the end of the day, the Spurs is a smart organization. They're going to go with the best deal, the best package that's going to help them move forward as an organization. Up until this season, they've never had drama. So I'm not going to say they're a drama organization. They like things ran smooth. Pop like things simple. He's been through a lot emotionally since the loss of his wife. So I'm pretty sure the Spurs are going to want to get this Kawhi Leonard thing in order bring that chapter to a close and move on. So if they get a good deal and a good package for Leonard out the West Coast, I find it hard to believe they're not going to take that deal. So with that being said, if there's any more breaking news, I feel like I might want to drop in and comment on. We're going to do that. We're definitely going to watch the Summer League, and we're going to talk about that while that's going on. Um, I might try to set up a couple more interviews, talking to a couple people now to kind of get that going. So again, thanks, to, thanks for the support. Make sure to uh, go to Spreaker.com. I'm encouraging everybody to become followers. We're getting the followers up a little bit. I appreciate the downloads. I appreciate the plays. Thanks for those supporting me over on iTunes. Uh, make sure to check out the blog, man. The, the website is www.theofftheglasspodcast.com. Again, that's www.theofftheglasspodcast.com. I put a button on there so you can just click the button. It'll, it'll shoot you right over to Spreaker where you can listen to the podcast. But while you're on the, on, the, uh, on the website, make sure to check out some of the blogs. I put two up 
One, uh, I entitled Kawhi Can Make His Own Decisions, giving an interesting breakdown and different kind of point of view on the whole Kawhi Leonard situation from this past season. And I also did one on Can the 96 Bulls Defeat the Golden State Warriors. So thanks for listening. That's going to bring this podcast to a close. This is your boy Z. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.